0: Hey y'all! Welcome back to the RV Texas Y'all podcast.
1: I'm Stacy.
0: I'm Tom, and we're RV Texas Y'all.
1: We are native Texans and full-time RVers who are all about exploring the great state of Texas and beyond, one campground at a time. We're on a mission to experience life, not just live it, and we're bringing you along for the fun.
0: Recording this episode in Galveston, Texas at Jamaica Beach RV Resort. This is episode 24.
1: And even though it looks like it's all rainbows, butterflies, and fluffy unicorns, there are definitely some challenges to living in an RV full-time. So that's the topic this week, the challenges of full-time RV living. Sit back, relax, and join us as we, RV America, y'all, So, fluffy unicorns—is that um, a new type of animal? Maybe something we should be looking for as we travel.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
1: But seriously, when you are looking at, we meet so many people, and we hear from so many people who are considering living in their RV full time and traveling, and. And you know, when you're looking at YouTube videos or you're scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or whatever, and you're looking at content that is coming from folks who live on the road, it's really common and, and certainly from our channel, uh, you'll see a lot of just really cool places to go and and amazing scenery and you'll meet nice people and all of that and you hear a lot about the very good parts of full-time RVing, and there is a whole lot of that.
0: Oh, for sure. That's why we keep doing it. That's
1: why we keep doing it. If it wasn't fun, we wouldn't be doing it. We're on our four. We're almost at four and a half years now. Yeah,
0: that's right. Of
1: living in the RV, kind of amazing. It's flown by, um, but there are definitely some challenges to the lifestyle as well, and, and we've talked about some of these things in the past in some of our videos and things, but I think it's important to make it a main topic so that folks really are aware if they are considering full-time RVing or maybe even extended travel, maybe not full-time, but maybe for several months at a time. These are some of the challenges that we have personally faced during our time of, of living in the RV. Yeah. Uh, no particular order. Uh, but, you know, one of the big ones is healthcare. Now, I think it's going to be different depending on what state you are domiciled in.
0: Yeah, I know that uh, they are, there is a difference. And of course, if you're going to full time, usually you're going to look to probably change your domicile if you're not in Texas or Florida or South Dakota. Those are the main ones that people pick. And uh, there's multiple reasons for that. That's a whole nother podcast that we ought to do <laughs> on another day. But, uh, for instance, like in Texas, where we're our domicile is, our health insurance is really, most of it is only good in Texas. Right. Now, emergency care outside of Texas, we can still, you know, if something happens, we can go to the emergency room, even in Montana or whatever. It's just if one of us needs a surgery or something, then we have to come back to Texas. Right, yeah. If it's unless it's an that's, emergency.
1: Right. If it's non-emergency or if it's aftercare or whatever, uh, we are not covered by our insurance unless we are inside the state of Texas. And um, I think that's pretty common for a lot of folks. We used to have uh, a plan that was nationwide. But it's a lot more expensive. Yeah. They are out there, but it's a lot more expensive, and a lot of times has a lot more restrictions on it. Ours was like a major medical.
0: But from what I heard, if you don't miss out in Florida, evidently they have plans that are nationwide in Florida. So, so your health insurance in Florida can go nationwide. So I think you just got to weigh those options, and we kind of hedge it, too, because we have uh, a policy called SkyMed. Oh, and, yeah. And with SkyMed, if something happens to Stacy or I, they will fly us back to Texas if we have to, to a hospital to get that surgery or whatever done if it's an emergency.
1: And they will move the RV for us. Right. And they will take care of Star and Astro if we need them to, our, our dog and our cat. Um, so yeah. that kind
0: of supplements that that's a little true. bit. That's true. That's true. And uh, so that's kind of how we've hedged that bet at this point.
1: Yeah, but that is a very, you know, it's something that I think a lot of people don't necessarily think about because if you've always lived in a particular location and, you know, your health care is what your health care is, maybe you've been with the same company for a long time. Yep. uh, It is different uh, as full-time RVer. Full-time RV insurance is also different. Um, you know, when we were becoming full-time RVers, we had been with an insurance company for many years, and they had all of our policies, our home, our cars, our life insurance, everything. Uh, and when we called them about um, full-time RV insurance, they didn't do it.
0: No, they didn't. And that, and that really was a shame. It, it, our insurance company, I had had since I was 16 years old. Uh, I got my first automobile policy with them, all of my homeowner's policies, everything until now. And unfortunately they, the one thing they didn't do, they did RV insurance, just not full time.
1: Which would get you contents and so forth. It's more like a homeowner's insurance almost. Right. Um, instead of a, an automobile policy.
0: But I will say we had to switch. So we switched everything with our new and, uh, we love we have progressive we'll just say it, uh, and, it and they've been wonderful
1: not sponsored not,
0: <laughs> not sponsored at all but they uh, the rates are very good yes for us and uh, the automobile rates were okay so you know we had to switch it we switched everything over to them but uh, they've been like we said they, they've been wonderful so that we got lucky really. Right. And
1: a great resource for us when we were doing all this, when we were becoming full-time RVers, we were already Texas residents. Uh, For those of you who don't know, we are born and raised in Houston, both of us, and uh, so we had always been Texas residents. But when we went full-time, we became members of Escapees, uh, Escapees RV Club, and they have uh, a domicile option in Livingston, Texas, which is Polk County, north of Houston. And um, so we called escapees when we were running into some roadblocks with our insurance in particular. Yep. Uh, we called escapees and asked them for some guidance, and they were fantastic. Uh, sent us, they gave us the numbers of some, um, some insurance brokers and walked us through it. And uh, that's how we came across the progressive option yep. that we have. Absolutely. So uh, they are, escapees is a fantastic Fantastic resource. Um, Another thing that is, you know, it's always improving. Um, We've been RVing now for, gosh, together for more than a decade. And this is something that continues to improve with technology, and that is internet.
0: Yeah, that's for sure.
1: If you are going to work from the road, you certainly want uh, decent uh, connectivity. But even if you're not working from the road, you want to be able to call the kids or the grandkids or friends or family you want to be able to email you want to be able to maybe check your social media or stream tv or whatever connectivity is going to be important um and so there are a lot of options out there for internet but it's definitely something that i encourage people to research before they take that step into full-time rving
0: yeah we we have a pep wave um system uh, it's a pep wave modem with a uh antenna on top that, that MasterTech put in for us when we had our lithium and solar put in. And the nice thing we have now, now mind you we're not the average the, But <laughs> but see when we're we're on the road we have to upload videos and podcasts and all that stuff. So we we really have to have something working almost All the time. I mean, so we actually have a dual modem system with PepWave, and that allows us to have four separate data cards. Right. Which at one point, we did have uh, four separate networks, but now there's only three because we had had Sprint, T-Mobile, AT&T, and Verizon, Mm -hmm. all four of them at one time, but now T-Mobile and Sprint are one company. So... We have all three major companies. Just to mm-hmm. make sure we have connectivity on the road, uh, and we stream our TV. We don't have Direct TV. We didn't. We didn't want a dish on top of the rig because that would shade our solar panels. Right. Um, and I don't want to. If I don't have to, I don't want to pay another bill to Direct TV because that gets expensive. So we we use our same data to for TV as well.
1: Right. Right, and that's part of, you know, connectivity you can think of in terms not only of cell phone and computer and iPad and all that, but also TV these days. Yep. Um, And so, yeah, there's a lot of different options for that. Before we had the pep wave, we had uh, just little hotspots. And that worked pretty well. It did. We we started out for the first couple years of full-time life, we had an AT&T hotspot. We have AT&T cell phones. We've been with AT&T for years and uh, not sponsored. <laughs> yep. And uh, we would, you know, when we needed to upload a video or whatever, we would just turn on that hotspot. And, and it, worked, it worked pretty well and sometimes very well in most cases. There were definitely some places that we didn't get a signal, but that's par for the course.
0: So then we added on a T-Mobile.
1: We added Hot on a spot. Verizon hotspot first, so then oh, we carried right. those two carriers, and then we added a T-Mobile hotspot. And those are, you know, they were inexpensive yep. uh, to buy the device, and then, you know, you could get whatever data plan fit your needs. Um, and what we would do when we when we had all three is we would get to a location, and we would um, turn them on one by one and do some speed tests to see which one was going to work best. Um, and T-Mobile really, a lot of times, came out on top for us, surprised us when we had um, all
0: three. You know, a lot of people think that, oh, i got to get Verizon because they've they got the biggest coverage. And I think they probably do. The issue with that is they've so oversold it. You right. know, they've sold so much that it doesn't matter if you're in a great area that has cell towers right there, if If it's a heavy populated area of Verizon users and they're all on it at one time, that slows you down. So I think Verizon got to the point where they just had so many users that it no longer was as quick or fast. And T-Mobile didn't have as many users, but they had a lot of cell towers. Right. So we actually got to the point where we preferred the T-Mobile.
1: Right, right. And so... Uh, With the, the, you know, that really worked out well for us, having the three little hotspots. We actually still have one. Um, It's a backup. As a backup. Um, And then our PEPWAVE system, basically it will measure all of the signals and decide for itself what is the best option. Yep. Um, And so, and that works pretty good in most cases as well. Um, Of course, now you also have the option of Starlink. We do not have Starlink at this
0: point. No. um, And I'm not going to go into the long story of why we don't, because we did buy, we did order it, and then it got sent back. But we know a lot of people on the road that use Starlink. Right. And and about 75% of them love it.
1: And the other 25% don't.
0: Don't. But I think
1: that's going to be the case with just about anything in that arena, you know? So... The the point is though to before you get out there and start traveling to do your research and try to have something in place to at least start with you can well, always change it later. Well,
0: and the main thing is is how important is the data for you? If you're going to have direct TV, you've got it on top of your rig, or or maybe you have the one that you're going to put out when you get to the campsite. Um, Maybe data isn't that important to you. I mean, we spend a lot of money on data, uh, yeah. and if we weren't uh, on YouTube and 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 uh, the podcasts and stuff, I wouldn't spend that much money on data. There's right. there's no way. But the the plus to it is is that we generally have a signal almost all the time to be able to access the internet.
1: Right, and then when we know when we when we don't. You know, we don't. And, yep. and you know, we have been known when we needed to upload a video. We were, for example, we were in the Wichita Mountains National Wildlife Refuge several years ago back in 2019. Beautiful place in Oklahoma. And we could not get a signal at the campground, at the Doris campground. They did have a signal at the visitor center. And it was an open Wi-Fi, and so you could go and park in the visitor center parking lot and, and uh, you know, answer comments or something. Or, you know, we could, we have been known to load up that little hot spot and go and drive up and down the interstate kind of in circles while we, <laughs> while we have a signal. Yep. Or if we're staying, you know, we were staying at Paladero Canyon State Park, which is a beautiful park in the panhandle of Texas. Uh, if you haven't been there, we highly recommend it. Um, but down in the canyon there wasn't much of a signal when we were there Uh, so we drove up to the rim of the canyon and as soon as we got to a pull-off Tom said wait here's a signal and we pulled off and sat there and did what we needed to do
0: yeah so I mean it is what it is you do what you have to do again it's not a deterrent to say oh gosh I don't want to full-time RV because I'm not getting a good signal everywhere I'm at that's just part of the lifestyle the lifestyle is uh everything the consistency about the lifestyle is it's very inconsistent (laughs) that
1: is a great that's a great way to put it (laughs) um let's talk about finding a place to stay now as full-time RVers we have to have a place to stay every night, 365 nights a year. Yep. And whether that is a campground or an RV park or a Harvest Host stop or
0: a Cabela's. rest stop
1: or whatever, we have to have a place to park. Yep. And so it's, that is very different from when we were part-time RVers and we could plan our trips. And, you know, we had a very finite number of nights that we really had to worry about. Here, rain or shine, holiday or no holiday, you got to have a place to park. And sometimes it it has gotten more challenging over the last couple years with more people traveling.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, And you really have to think ahead to holidays. Holiday weekends, guys. Uh, You know, President's Day, Memorial Day, Easter, Fourth of July, Labor Day, Thanksgiving.
0: Those are all pains in our sides usually (laughs) because if we aren't at a place where we're staying a significant amount of time we have to always book those as far in advance as we can you know because it's they all book up they do I mean people want to travel at those times don't blame them we did too back in the day when we were part-time but that does make it a challenge for us
1: it does and so you really it's you know it's easy as you're going through days to let those those holidays slip up on you and and we have been in a situation before where we had to do some scrambling to figure out what where we were going to stay over the holiday weekend um and we've always it's always worked out we've always found something but it's just something we have learned to try to really think ahead on even if we don't plan anything else right around that, at least we'll have that holiday weekend uh, set up.
0: Yeah, and of course, also during the summer, things tighten up. I mean, because families are taking vacations. Right. And so there's a lot more RVing going on during the summer. And and so, you know, we have to think a little ahead on that because even during the week, places get booked. Now... Now normally non summer are our threats are obviously holidays like Stacey said and some weekends. Weekends still in the fall and the spring they book up too. Especially
1: if you're looking at state parks. Yes. Uh, or destinations that people really love to visit. Weekends really year round can be a challenge. Yep. Um, and and then also Uh, You know, during the winter, the issue is you have fewer places that are open. A lot of things north of a certain point in the country shut down for the winter. Right. And so you have more people trying to fit into a fewer number of campgrounds.
0: Well, and then not just that, what you have in the south is you have people coming down winter texans winter floridians welcome y'all winter arizonians absolutely you know people come from you know all up north and in canada yep and so they're filling up some of these parks that would normally be destination parks because you know let's face it they want to have amenities and stuff wherever they're going so they're picking nice parks Mm-hmm. And but the parks do give discounts usually that time of year, usually. Um, uh, so, yeah, they fill up, so you've got to have your reservations ahead of time.
1: That's right. That's right. So, you know, always deciding, you know, where you're going to stay and how you're going to stay is a big part of it, but also you've got to figure out, and this this really comes – I think from more of experience about being out there and actually doing it and traveling is, how do you like to travel? What does your preferred mode of travel look like? And by that, I mean, how long do you like to stay in a particular location? How many hours or how many miles per day do you like to go on a travel day? Do you prefer to stay in state parks or national parks or Corps of Engineer parks or... RV parks with all of the amenities? Um, do you like to boondock more than you like to have full hookups or vice versa? Um, you know, there's a lot that goes into, and this is one of the great things about RVing, is there's really something for everybody out there. Everybody can enjoy it differently.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. And, yeah, with the, the different places, uh, I don't know, our style it's still changing, I think. Uh, we, we uh, When we first started, we really wanted to go to the state parks all the time and the Corps of Engineer and River Authority and those. Uh, but, you know, as we get further into this journey and longer into this journey, we like the RV resorts uh, maybe a little bit more um, because it, they have a few more amenities. Uh, some core engineer parks have a lot of amenities, but... Uh, and we
1: still love our state parks for oh, hiking no and wildlife watching and all They're, of that.
0: They give you stuff that you can't get at the others, uh, for sure. And the animal watching is is awesome in yes. the state parks. And, and sit by a campfire. I mean, now I know some RV parks will allow people to have campfires, but I'm not fans of that I'm not a fan of that cuz we're a little too close generally for for me to feel comfortable with a campfire and and so campfires I think they should be for state parks and stuff where you're really spread out national parks um so yeah we love our campfires and when we get in these state and national parks uh you bet. We're probably doing a campfire at night.
1: Absolutely. So you know you got to think ahead, and like I said, a lot of this is learning as you go. What really works for you? Yeah. Um, how about being open to change? <laughs> Boy, have we learned
0: this one? Yeah. Again, that the the thing that's probably the most consistent about this lifestyle is is change. I mean, you will have. Change. You got to embrace change, and um, I've I embrace change for sure. Stacy doesn't embrace change as much as I do. <laughs> That's true. She tries to plan a lot more, uh, but it is, uh, I you know, it's part of the journey. You you've just got to accept it. There's times. Uh, let's talk. You know, weather when you're talking about change. I mean, the weather can change instantly almost and when you're traveling you absolutely positively the number one thing you've got to watch is the weather because the last thing you want to do is drive right through a major storm system right and if you know you're about to do that you have to change right I mean safety is number one
1: absolutely and we have a whole podcast on embracing change and I'll link that in the show notes yep. of this episode where we go a lot more in depth than that but that is definitely that's probably been our biggest learning as full-time RVers yep. I think what we expected versus what we have actually experienced
0: sometimes that change is good though it's true that is true because a lot of times we've changed and ended up with better plans than we had before absolutely
1: um, you know and, and along with that you've got living without a routine you know a lot of people love their routines and they love knowing what's coming every day but like we say in full-time rving if you're traveling in particular you can be a full-time rver and live in your rv and not move you can be just stationary in a in a resort or an rv park on a piece of land whatever that looks like for you and not move and then you can definitely get into a solid routine if you are traveling consistently, and I don't mean every day, but if you are traveling consistently as a full-time RVer, every day is a new adventure, oh, like we say. Oh, for sure.
0: And to me, really, when I feel like we're getting into a routine, I'm ready to move on. Isn't usually. that interesting? Yeah, yeah. If, I've, if I feel like it's too much routine, that's when I'm ready to move on. There you go.
1: one of the big things for us um, and a lot of people that we've talked about or talked with over the years is being away from friends and family you know that is a huge challenge I think for a lot of full-time RVers ourselves included we like I said were born and raised lived our entire lives in the Houston metro area in Texas Uh, most of our family is there we had lifelong friends there and um it is a challenge to be away from them when you're used to being maybe 10 or 20 minutes away every day
0: for sure this is something you gotta kind of work out a little bit before you hit the road you need to have a plan at you know if something happens to how are you going to get back Uh, uh and it's always you know you don't have to take the rv back every time there you can fly of course with animals, you know, we just recently had that uh, happen, but you, you have to, with, with animals for us, one of us has to stay usually with the animals unless, unless we've never put them on an airplane or anything. And I don't envision that ever happening. No. Um, So, you know, that's just got to be part of the thought process now, you know, with zoom and everything else you and FaceTime, you've got Different ways that you can connect, and that's I think that's important too.
1: That has really helped tremendously. Again, the technology has made it a lot easier. So, not only are we away from our family and friends, although we do get to see other family and friends as we
0: that's go a around benefit. the country, that's, that's, that's a benefit. benefit. People yes. that
1: we didn't get to see for years, we get to see now more often. For and sure. so that is a huge benefit to me. And being, spend
0: quality time.
1: Yes, Not absolutely. Not rushed,
0: yeah.
1: 100%. Uh, but, you know, another thing about if you are traveling a lot, you are always in an unfamiliar area. And so the grocery store is open. Oh, first of all, you got to figure out where the grocery store is. Thank goodness for Google Maps and Yelp and all of these things. Um, but then you've got to, you know, the grocery store is always set up differently. Uh, maybe they carry different foods. Um, you know, you've got if you don't carry uh, if you don't have a washer and dryer on board, you always have to find the laundromat.
0: Well, like for us, we like to see is there a Costco in the area? Because believe it or not, even in an RV, we buy most of our stuff at Costco, and we divide it up and freeze a lot of it, and so and that's where we buy Stars food and Astros food for the most part. There are times when we have to actually buy a different food for them, right. which we prefer not to do that. But you know, so you just you always got to know where these things are when you when you're somewhere too. You need to know where the a local vet is or somewhere just in case. Or how about have a animals. health
1: clinic for yourself? Yes,
0: you did. Those things need to be top of mind too, just in case that. Uh, what if happens
1: right and so always being somewhere that you are not familiar with can be a challenge you've got to learn constantly where the
0: things that you need to use are but you know what i think that's a plus because it keeps your mind going and i think that kind of stuff is part of this lifestyle and because of that it keeps you young
1: you know that's that's yeah i think you're right yep um you know one thing we've learned too is we can't always live like we're on vacation because we're not on vacation and And we
0: have done that we've made that mistake we made that mistake last year or earlier this year I mean it it's you know it's tough to you get in you, you get going and we were moving every week and moving and moving and before you knew it it was like we were on vacation and and a vac- an extended vacation to where you can't even <laughs> remember what you did three weeks ago, right? Because you're taking in so much, and and you're living like and believe me, that can that can be that can wear you out.
1: Well, it can wear you out. It can definitely get exhausting. It can get expensive. Yes, you know, uh, because you find yourself maybe eating out more than you normally yep. would, or you find yourself going to these different attractions, spending more on fuel. And so you really have to stop and say, okay, wait. You know, the problem we have is our bucket list, and we've talked about this in another episode, and I'll link to that, but it's getting longer. It's not getting shorter. Right. And when we go to a certain location, you know, we realize there's all these things around there or nearby or on the way or just after we leave that we would like to see. And we've really learned that you have to kind of pull yourself back. Yep. And um, – Kind of make your list of what's a priority, and then things that you can see or do later.
0: Well, plus, yeah, because we plan on this lifestyle for a long time. Right. I really believe that almost everywhere we're going to, here in the continental United States, uh, not counting Alaska, we really feel like we'll probably get back to. I mean, Alaska is one of those things, I don't know, where we want to go, we want to go soon, but... I don't know if I'd ever say we'll get there twice because it's so far up there. And it's the price of fuel and everything now, you know, just all that makes it that might be a one time deal in the RV. But everything else, I feel like we could get back to. Oh,
1: absolutely. So
0: we don't have to see everything.
1: Right. Absolutely. And I think, you know, the the thing that you have to think about, too, is you have to balance that downtime. You have to put in some time to do laundry, some time to just relax, yep. some time to, you know, play cards or cook or just whatever. You don't have to be out. It's okay. And it, and you know, you don't need to be out sightseeing and going 100 miles an hour or see go 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 all the time. Just
0: sit back and smell the roses.
1: That's it. I mean because this is your everyday life if you're a full-time RVer. Yep. And so it's just something you've got to take into consideration. And everyone has to find their own unique uh, way of enjoying the lifestyle. But you
0: don't need to live it like your pants are on fire.
1: You will get burned.
0: You will. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. You will get burned. Yep.
1: So, yeah, you know, it's important as a full time RVer to remember that you don't need to expect to be in an amazing place having outside of your normal everyday routine uh, adventures every day of the week, 365
0: days a year. For sure.
1: Because this is your life. This is is everyday life. And so you don't have to be out there doing something completely different every day and checking off your bucket list. But you know, that brings us to next week. One of the big reasons we became full-time RVers is because we wanted to visit as many of the national parks and national monuments as we could. There's a lot of amazing places to see. For sure. And we have always been in a smaller, smaller motor home because we like to stay in the state and national parks. So next week, we're going to talk about the big question. Should you RV in the national parks? That's a big one we get a lot of questions about. Yeah. And we definitely have experience both ways. So come back next week. We'll talk to you then. Thanks for joining us, y'all. For more on what we talked about this week and to find other episodes, visit the podcast page of rvtexasyall.com. Subscribe to the RV Texas all podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to join us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at RV Texas all Until next time, safe travels and happy camping. Bye.